0: Welcome everyone live from MacKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Mac Live on Live FM. My name is Tamara and my co-hosts today are Zara, Hannah, Lauren and Luke. Um, Our special guest today is Erica Padilla. Um, Welcome to our show. So today we're talking about just basically how you've gone from a MacKillop student to now producing your own music.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, Thank you for having me.
0: So what made you want to be in the
2: music industry?
1: Um, I've always wanted to be in the music industry. Ever since I was a little girl, I've been a singer all of my life and I wasn't sure how I was going to make that happen, but I always just kind of stuck it out and fortunately it did. That's good. Yeah.
0: Um, How difficult was it to get to the point right now or was it not difficult at all?
1: Um, it was difficult. I would say that I had to do a lot of different things to um, get to where I am. Um, I kind of, um, was very fortunate in the fact that as soon as I graduated, I did want to pursue music and I was like, how am I going to do that? And COVID happened, but luckily TikTok was a thing. And so I was able to hop on TikTok and it just kind of happened organically in the fact that there was nothing to do except for post online. And yeah, I just kept doing that. And I had about, I guess, however long COVID lasted to get started and yeah. Thanks. Um, Who's your biggest supporter? My biggest supporter is probably my dad. Um, I would say that he, yeah, really like encourages me and um, helps me out with everything. Always um, calling me and helping me to, um, what would I describe it as? I guess he um, helps me to keep growing and keep pushing me and hold me accountable. So, Erica, obviously because you're
2: so like high up there now. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> um, so how many songs have you released?
1: I've released four. Um, one is like a rewrite of a Sam Smith song and the rest of them are originals um, and I've got a lot more on the way, so I guess stay tuned for that. It's exciting. Do you enjoy writing songs? I love it. I think that personally I love to be in a room with people who are helping me and um, who I can bounce off new ideas with. Um, Whereas like, I guess if I'm writing alone in my room, it's, there's so many distractions. Like, I guess you can go to bed or you can go eat some food. And so it's so much easier to be in a room with other creative people and just, yeah, get creative. So how was your school life at McKillop? School life at McKillop was really fun. I feel like I really, I really made the music department my home and I definitely, the staff at the music department are just so supportive and so I loved it. Um, I probably spent majority of year 11 and 12 in the music rooms um, and there's such a great performing arts program here. Like being able to join the musical every year, do max stars, that that was like my whole life, I guess at MacKillop and yeah, it was really, really fun actually. At uh, what point did you realise that music and like singing was what you wanted to do? I've always wanted to do it ever since I was a little girl. Um, I did have like my parents saying like, I guess it would be better if you went to uni, but I always wanted to do it and I was going to do whatever it took to make it happen and ride it out as long as I could. And, yeah, I'm still going. So I guess, yeah, my parents are super supportive of that now. Um, They kind of understood that, yeah, like, um, aside from going to uni like this is definitely what I want my life to be like and so yeah they were super supportive of that
0: yeah and um what age did you do your first performance and how did you feel
1: oh I think well I grew up singing in church like I was in the church choir so um I was performing I get I would you call it performing I was singing in front of like the congregation every Sunday. Yeah. So I was very used to being in front of people and singing. Yeah. And so I guess I wasn't nervous. I think when I would get nervous, it would be in competitions. Yeah. That's
0: good. If you are just turning in, you're listening to Mac Live on Live FM, live from Macilbeth College, Woroby in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Tamara and my co-hosts today are Zara, Lauren, Hannah and Luke. And our special guest today is Erica Padilla.
1: So what was your favourite musical that you did
2: in MacKillop
1: Um, I did, um, I did a few, I think I did, I think I did four all up, but I think my favorite one was definitely Rock of Ages, which was my year 12, um, last ever musical. It was really, really fun. And I think that because it wasn't your traditional, like musical score, it was very like rock and, um. I guess rock heavy. It was really really fun, and yeah, I got to um, I got to kind of steer away a little bit from the theatrical side of music, which was I guess what you expect in a musical. But yeah, it was really fun for me. I do actually
2: remember coming to watch The Little Mermaid and, like, you were the reason that I wanted to try joining a musical. So you definitely had an impact on, like, a lot of people's lives as well. Oh, no way. Yes, and that's what I was saying. (laughs) When Tamara said we'll bring you in, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I remember her. So thank you. Yeah, no, I remember that was probably one of my favourites that I remember you doing.
1: Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, that was a bit of a um that was a bit of a scary one for me. Like I'd never really stepped into a lead role, but I'd always wanted to. Um and so The Little Mermaid was a challenging one. But yeah. I yeah, it was really rewarding. That's good. I remember
0: in year seven when you did the Rock of Ages, oh, the yeah. main role. Me and Zara actually went to one of your performances. Oh my oh. gosh,
1: that's crazy. You yeah, know, that was by far my favourite one that I did, but I feel like the Little Mermaid was it was a difficult one to step into because I guess if we talk about like race and stuff like I'm like a Filipino girl and so to play like a traditionally not Filipino role like it was kind of scary to step into but I feel like with the new Little Mermaid music like the Little Mermaid movie coming out I felt like if that was there by in the time that I got to do that musical, it wouldn't have been so like shocking. But yeah, no, it was really fun.
2: So with this, um, with you enter entering the music industry, I guess, who was your like what's the word? Who was your inspiration? Because usually there's someone who, you know, triggers someone to, you know, go into that stage. So who was it for you? Was anyone in particular?
1: Um, not really. I would say that I've I would say I there was nothing that like enticed me to go into I guess the online space Um, that just kind of happened organically but to go into the music industry I would definitely say like Beyonce loved her and I think I wasn't taking it like seriously in the sense that like I was going to be Beyonce no yeah. no way did I ever think <laughs> in my life that I would every be okay. girl's dream yeah <laughs> no so yeah I was definitely just following my dream and yeah. yeah and it led me to actually being able to pursue it
0: um following up on that question do you enjoy being on social media
1: I do there's a lot of that it takes a lot of getting used to I feel like you never really ever get used to I guess the hate (laughs) and the dark side of the music industry and social media, but um, it comes with a lot more reward than it comes with, um, I guess, not so fun stuff. (laughs) So, what goes through your mind when you write your music? Um, I guess what goes through my mind is okay, so what are people going to want to listen to? And apart from that, it's not about what people want to listen to, it's about creating something that's unique to yourself and helping that kind of fit into that mainstream kind of environment um but still just staying uniquely true to yourself I feel like um in terms of my songwriting it used to be like okay what do people want to hear what like how do how would anyone else describe heartbreak but I think when you really spin things around and turn them into your own personal experience that's um that's what started to um really change the way that I started to write music and so yeah I would say a lot of the music that I write nowadays is like personal and very like what I've experienced I did see your video on Instagram <laughs> with the one you wrote to your boyfriend oh. that was like amazing <laughs> I loved it oh, thank you
0: so. <laughs> um just a quick one um how did you feel when you got the uh, opportunity to go on um you're in Australia
1: um that was such a whirlwind experience I I all of the other artists had about six months to prepare, six months to prepare. And I, the year before, I really wanted to, I think the last Australia Decides was just before COVID. And I really wanted to be on there. I like looked up my family and I was like, I'm going to be there next year. And then like, they started to announce the people that were on it. And I was like, oh no, 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 I've missed it. And then they announced a TikTok competition. They were like, yeah, we're going to Pull someone from TikTok to be on the show, and I was like, I'm gonna post every single day, and just pray that it works out well. And it did, and so I um, I submitted one video that got like 13 million views, and I was like, surely that they, surely they're gonna pick me. Like, there's no way that like I've gotten like this many views. Like, as if like they're not gonna pick me. And then I got the call, and I was like, oh my god, thank God. I was like hoping and praying that they would pick me, and like. Yeah, I, and then, um, yeah, it happened and it was so crazy and I feel like I've done The Voice and I've done Australian Idol but Eurovision Australia Decides really lets you be the artist that you want to be and so I, I felt really, really, like, special and really, really lucky. Like, I was, like, living my dream for the few months that I got to prepare for the show and so it was really fun. So is that, it. like, your your main goal? Um, I wouldn't say... It was my main goal. I think it was definitely like a stepping stone yeah. to where I wanted to be. Like I was just taking every opportunity that I could. Like no, I never really turned anything down. Yeah. Like there was always something that I was setting my eyes on yeah. and that I really wanted to achieve and that was something and – I guess Eurovision actually ended I think yesterday, like the recent one, and I feel like that's a new goal to set. So, like, hopefully, oh, my gosh, fingers crossed, like, get to that point. But, um, yeah, I feel like I'm also still quite young. I feel like in high school you kind of think that next year, like, like when you graduate that's like you're an adult and you're like living real life and you have to get a corporate job and I think for me it was like I realized that at 22 I turn 22 next week that's like I'm still quite young like I still have a lot of years to go and I feel like aside like a lot of the people in my in the music industry the people that I know well are a lot older than I am so I still have a lot to go and so I feel like eurovision eurovision is going to be like a goal in five years time that actually is going to bring me to my next question which is like looking forward is there something
2: like the it's kind of like the light at the end of a tunnel is there something that you're reaching towards and wanting to like achieve or is that your eurovision
1: I've actually been asked this a lot recently. Um, I've had a few meetings and managers have been like, hey, so like what do you want to be in five years' time? And I'm like, I don't know. Like five years' time, that's so far away. Um, And then they're like, okay, what about in ten years? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe have kids. (laughs) And so like to me... I feel like in five years time, I really want to break out of the Australian scene. I really want to move to London and I really want to give it a go in London. And well my well. ultimate goal is to be a recording artist and yeah. do that as long as I possibly can, um, keep releasing music. And I'm really blessed to have people that I can turn to, to help me do that. Um, but yeah, in 10 years time, probably be settling down. <laughs> um, so yeah. Beautiful. Um after this like
0: like you said like in the future you want to go for the for your music career at the moment where what's your next step?
1: My next step is to keep releasing original music. Um I do have a lot of songs backed up and so I'm waiting for them to um be able to happen. Um and yeah, I feel like with the music industry you can set goals but you never know where you're going to end up. You don't know what you're going to be doing in the next week or so. And so it's very much something that I'm not used to like obviously like I do it every day but it's something that I love routine and I feel like it's never going to pan out that way in the music industry like everything is new and you never know what you're going to be doing. Um, So yeah I feel like my next step is to keep releasing music and see how each song goes. Perfect.
0: Uh, that's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Erica. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today, live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to Mac Live on Live FM. My name's Tamara and my co-hosts are Zara, Lauren, Hannah and Luke. Thank you for joining us.